you're only limited by your creativity, but the numbers, the numbers, financial numbers, equate to and will exceed the numbers that are possible in the physical world. And that is where the maximum engagement of people will be. The attractant or the attraction will be the ability to make all this money in a virtual environment rather than in the physical world. Brain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, your two-time award-nominated podcast and companion show to the book, Unleash Your Supernova, your guide to thrive as a creative entrepreneur. I am your host, Nova Lorraine, award-winning fashion designer, author, founder, as well as award-nominated producer and host. Just like an exploding star, we all have the ability to shine millions of times more than the sun, to expand into the greatest, brightest version of ourselves, reaching our fullest potential. Join myself and my inspiring guests as we guide you on a journey of growth, creativity, and manifestation in both business and life. My guests are creative entrepreneurs from around the world, doing what they love while shining a light to others. I am so excited to have my, one of my most reoccurring guests, great friend and author with me today, Jaden Sage. Hi, Jaden. Hey, Nova. Glad to be here. Welcome to 2022. Hopefully we all shine in an inspired way this year. Oh, yeah. And I love repeating numbers, especially 222. So if you drop the zero, you got 222. So we know that 2022 is going to be an amazing year. And when we caught up at the Decentral Miami conference not too long ago, we were both sharing some goals and aspirations. And I do remember having a conversation about sitting by the beach, not by the beach, by the ocean on the beach and just looking out and enjoying the sun rise and sunset. So I hope to be doing more of that in 2022. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're looking at the ocean, anytime you're gazing at the ocean, what you're gazing at as is your free flow creativity and energy. And if you see it from that perspective, you see the potential that you represent, which is the as big as the ocean. Oh, I love that. And of course, it ties in perfectly with what we're talking about today and the name of the show, Unleash Your Supernova. And so when speaking about getting into the flow and reaching your fullest potential, that's absolutely what Unleashing Your Supernova is about. But it's also about what is happening around us, this new shift and paradigm called the metaverse, which some also refer to as the multiverse, depending on the circles you're in. But with the metaverse, I am so excited to share with our listeners today how they can unleash into the metaverse, how they can reach their fullest potential, how they can find and tap into that inner supernova as they move into and shift into this new paradigm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, metaverse, let's just start from the big and work our way into the nitty gritty. Metaverse is basically like the universe is one verse. Metaverse is like a big verse or verse being a song. So metaverse is the space that has the most unlimited amount of creativity because it it expands into beyond the physical. 
So uh, that's the big, broad picture. And then we can uh, work our way down the mountain and go into each of the different types of metaverses that they're going to be. I think that's a perfect way to start it off because there are so many people that are having trouble wrapping their head around this concept. And I literally was just having a conversation this morning with a colleague who <laughs> said that. And like, I don't get it, Nova. I People are talking about it. I'm really you know, suspicious about it. And this, what is this thing about goggles? And, and I literally was breaking it down to her, similar to what you were saying with imagine our non-physical selves engaging in this non-physical world. But before we get into that, I want to just pause because this show is going to be very different from some prior shows that are listeners have come to hear. And we're just going to have a free flow conversation, guys. We're not going to do our usual format that you may have heard in previous shows. Jaden and I feel that this is such an important topic and there's so much confusion and interest at the same time and growth as it relates to the metaverse. And we are both very, very much involved in this space and and with a passion to educate and share knowledge, we thought it was important to get together today and, you know, kick off this new exciting year with more information, more knowledge that can help all of you navigate into the metaverse. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get the nitty gritty out of the way so we dissect the metaverse a little bit. So metaverse actually has three vectors. The first is the one that most people think about, which is the virtual reality with the goggles and everything. That's where you get a lot of immersion, but also you get the opportunity to nerd out. So if that's your thing, then you can engage in the metaverse via goggles and then also all that comes with it along with after 30 minutes, you start getting a headache and need a break. So that's the most intense metaverse. And then the other one, the other extreme, is the one that is the equivalent of in-gaming. So basically think Fortnite, think of any game that is immersive, but no goggles and you get to explore and enjoy. So think of it almost like a step up from your binge watching of Netflix. You're now engaged in an immersive game, no goggles, but you're able to engage for hours and hours. So that's the one that most people will engage in in the foreseeable future. The other one, which is further down the road, is augmented reality, where you'll wear glasses and operate in a metaverse while engaging with the current you know, physical reality. So that's kind of far away. So either people will be in the goggles one, the uh, virtual one, or the one that's like an immersive game. So we're going to actually discuss more the in-game version because that's the one that majority of people will engage in and that has duration and that has the resonance. Yeah, I think it's great that you broke it up into those three components. And I absolutely agree that the in-gaming one is where we're seeing the explosion. But most people, if they're paying attention to the news or conversations, they have heard recently about this announcement of Meta, where Mark Zuckerberg, you know, very publicly shared their plans, not only in changing the company's name, Facebook to Meta, but their plans and and what our new immersive virtual world is gonna look like. And that is very much in contrast to the quote unquote in-gaming segment that you brought up. And I think it's important that we just dissect that as well, because I think there is a lot of confusion where people They think Metaverse and they think Meta or Facebook, and that is their entire impression 
of what this experience is going to be. And for that, we need to just talk about the difference between decentralization and centralization as it relates to the metaverse, because that is going to also determine, you know, which which side of the fence you want to live in and maybe it may be both, but also how those two differ as it relates to opportunities. So let's just take a step back as it relates to the goggles version experience of the metaverse versus in gaming without goggles. And that's sort of what's here right now. And want to just say, what is your thought about Facebook announcing Meta and <laughs> how that kind of threw a lot of confusion in your space? I'm just curious, what were your thoughts about that when you heard that announcement? And a lot of us in the, in the space already knew it was coming, so it wasn't really a surprise to us. But just wanting to know when you first heard it, what were your thoughts about that? Well, so, I mean, if you're engaged in this space, uh, then you knew that this was coming. So I didn't have that aha moment. I just knew that there will be a debut date for it. But what it is, is it a confluence of factors coming in, creating these opportunities, which everybody's people engaged in blockchain or whatnot are seeing it as an opportunity. And the Facebook group, because it's never one individual, so the Facebook company or group also elected to be engaged in the concept of the metaverse. They named their endeavor Meta, which also is their entire company. But at the same time, the important takeaway for the listener is that they are also just engaging in the metaverse concept like the rest of us. They are not necessarily controlling the dialogue, nor is it that if you're engaged in the metaverse, you're somehow connected or need to be a part of Facebook. Facebook is joining the group or the bandwagon of the entire endeavor of the metaverse. So the metaverse is a is actually a confluence of factors coming in. A big component of that is blockchain because blockchain facilitates title ownership, aka NFTs, and that can be engaged in the metaverse. You got to remember the concept of metaverse or in gaming is at almost 20 years old with the likes of uh, Second Life there. And there were a lot of others. There actually was like Second Life, another metaverse, if you will. So these were different experiments. But when these were done, there wasn't all of the uh, blockchain components to it. With blockchain and a couple of other confluence of factors, now we have the birth of metaverse. Facebook is just one component of it, but you can spend your entire career in the metaverse without ever engaging with meta. Yeah, and I think that's important to know. And when you mentioned Second Life, that took me way back. Yeah, there are a few founders that I was engaging with and advising around that Second Life time period. And it was fascinating, especially being in the fashion space, because there's so many opportunities there virtually as it relates to apparel. And fast forward to today, where Facebook spending five billion, billion dollars a year for at least five years to put their foot in the metaverse, which shows you how important of a factor this new paradigm is going to be for all of us. And there's a lot of people on the team, as you mentioned, or in the group of partners and collaborators of Facebook. And for them to be have, have to start investing that amount of money for the length of time and just now announcing it to the public is pretty powerful. And it just shows us that we need to pay attention. But I'll share my thoughts about it. 
And yes, I knew it was coming and all of that, and it wasn't really a surprise. When I first heard about it, uh, before it became public, my concern was the confusion that it was going to create. And from a branding standpoint, I think it's genius what Facebook did. Because what they are going to do is align their brand, which had troubles as it related to trust and credibility, to this new word and this new shift. And so for the person not paying attention or not deeply involved in the space, they're just going to equate Facebook with Metaverse. And that's it. And that's that's what it is. And here's this company controlling what this experience is going to be for all of us. And so I like how you pointed out that Facebook is part of the bandwagon joining this movement, but they are not the movement and they're not leading the movement. It's very much splintered across not only these three sectors that you mentioned, VR and gaming and AR, it's also decentralized and centralized where, and again, two terms that most people aren't familiar with as it relates to the metaverse, but there's those factors as well that's going to determine how quickly the space grows and what opportunities exist between the two. And Facebook is on the centralized camp where it's a company or an individual or a small group controlling what is being developed and shared in terms of experiences and opportunities versus decentralized, where it's a collective, a cooperative, a community that is creating the experiences and opportunities that are coming about in the metaverse. So you also have those two sides of the fence, centralized metaverses, like you mentioned, Fortnite, which is part of the Epic product line, and Facebook, those are centralized. Minecraft, those are centralized and their own metaverses. And then there's decentralized, such as Sandbox and Decentraland and Roblox, which just rebranded, just to name a few on the decentralized side of things. Yeah, I mean, this is an important, very important point, because as a proponent of blockchain going on 10 years, decentralization and the concept of egalitarianism is only provided via blockchain. So while others may, you know, existing companies may jump in, recognize that they do come from a centralized position, but it's okay. You know, there's room for everybody, but there's plenty of opportunity to engage in an egalitarian way because the underpinnings of the metaverse that we are referring to, which is generalized concept, is blockchain. And blockchain is all about egalitarianism or the pursuit of egalitarianism. And that's where we stand. So there is plenty of opportunity to have your voice, have your creativity and have your ingenuity be provided to the rest of us for a more collaborative, more involved and a more productive environment rather than the authoritative way a company operates. And you are speaking my language, all of those things. I was like, yes, yes, yes. As a creator, when I started to just go down this rabbit hole a few years ago of blockchain and the crypto economy, tokenization, metaverse, now DAOs, those were all the reasons why. The opportunity for a creative, an artist, a designer, a writer, a musician to be able to do what they love and also find a, a means to financially sustain themselves in a very transparent and ethical and safe way is game-changing. And there are so many layers of how people can enter into this space and how they can operate in this space. 
And I see the growth, the explosion, the supernova, okay, of the metaverse <laughs> happening in the space of decentralization. I'll tell you, when I was in, at that conference, Jaden, and when we connected there, and I've been to many conferences across industries, you know, I'm an advisor, I'm a designer, I'm a writer, entrepreneur, a lot, you know, I've touched a lot of industries. And this was one of the few conferences where the community was truly supportive, non-competitive, looking for collaborations, looking to network, not for the sake of I, but for the sake of we. Just the energy that was in that environment was so inspiring. And the only other place I could say conference or event I could say that that equates to is a conference of writers. Because as a writer, you're in such a vulnerable place when you're sharing these ideas that are coming out of you to the world that you can't help but connect and support other writers. And I feel that the community is similar within the decentralized space where you're coming from a perspective of we are working together for the group, for the collaborative. We are helping each other rise and thrive. And very, very different from the centralized environment of competition, me first, me only. There's not enough. There's a lack of fear, fear, fear. And this is why it's such a different perspective and space to come from when you're creating and problem solving and inventing. And it was so refreshing to be in that conference and to be a part of this community. And that's where I, I think that the decentralized space, the egalitarian approach to the metaverse, it's what's going to continue to scale the fastest. Yeah. Welcome to blockchain, Nova. Power to the people, no delay. <laughs> so right? this is exactly the opportunities that, look, blockchain offered some solutions in its first phase uh, via currency, right? Like, so you had Bitcoin, then we had decentralized finance, then we had titling of assets on the blockchain, aka NFTs. Now we have the different components of an ecosystem and an economy. Now we need a platform to build all of those different components on to create a personal economy and a global economy. So from the smallest, a personal economy, to the largest, a global economy, it, we need a platform. And that platform will be the metaverse. So within the metaverse, I just want this to be clear, there'll be multiple metaverses, right? So it's not going to be one uh, be-all, end-all metaverse. It'll be multiple environments people will engage in. You can engage in creating a metaverse. Like if Nova, one day you decided, okay, I want to create a fashion metaverse, then it'll be a lot of fashion people. And it could be just fashion people or people who want to engage in that. And you could have, as a wild example, like a lumberjack metaverse where they just cut down trees or whatever. So it's all dependent on the people or the group or the collaborative effort, which metaverse they want to create and engage in. And also you can hop around and be in different metaverses. So this is the unleashing of creativity like never before, because in the physical world, you have physical limitations. I mean, there's only so much of everything physical to go around. But in the metaverse, you're going to be free to engage in multiple ways and you're limited only by your creativity. As an example, we've seen that there's like uh, right now in metaverses, there's like the example I want to use is the yachts. I recently saw an example of yachts in a metaverse which sold 
for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So when you stop and think about that, this is really next level. Because in Second Life, you could buy an outfit for your avatar, which equated to like maybe 10 bucks or 20 bucks. Now you're talking about buying a yacht in a metaverse that's the equivalent of buying a yacht in real life. So, you know, that's just crazy numbers. And that creates an ecosystem where you can actually make money like the real world, but in an unlimited manner, because you could keep creating yachts. If you create awesome yachts, you could keep creating different yachts where you don't have physical limitations of, you know, lumber and the fiberglass and everything else you need in order to make a yacht in the real world. You could keep creating and they could be funky. They could be Instead of being on the water, they could be flying. They could be flying in the air. They could be submerged in the ocean or they could be in outer space. So you're only limited by your creativity. But the numbers, the numbers, financial numbers equate to and will exceed the numbers that are possible in the physical world. And that is where the maximum engagement of people will be. The attractant or the attraction will be the ability to make all this money in a virtual environment rather than in the physical world. Yeah, no, 100% on that. And there are three things that you said that jumped out at me beyond, beyond yachts, because I love yachts. Unleashing creativity like never before, multiple metaverses, and the economy, both personal and global. So I just want to touch on that. And the example you gave, I thought was really great. And again, I was just having a conversation with a colleague this morning trying to help her understand just a small little sliver of what one experience or opportunity can be within a metaverse. So I'm going to share that now. So as a designer, I'm engaging with, let's just say for the sake of this example, Michelle. And Michelle says, hey, Nova Lorraine, I would like to order this beautiful white lace camisole set. And I'm like, great. I'm going, here's a digital image that's in the form of an NFT, a non-fungible token, which shows that you have the ownership of this outfit that exists only in digital form right now. And there's only 10 of these outfits that I am creating. And now you have one and you have proof that you own it. Now with this NFT, you can then choose for me to make it whenever you're ready. But now you have the NFT. So then a few weeks later, Michelle comes back and she's like, hey, I have this trip I'm going on. I would like to make this outfit. Here's the proof that I bought it, own it. Here's my NFT. Great. We make it. We ship it to her. Then a couple weeks later, Michelle's friend Maya calls her up and says, hey, I'm having this event in the fashion metaverse. Let's just call it that. And it's a pajama party and you're invited. Michelle's like, great. So Michelle decides to use her digital version of her beautiful, cute little white lace camisole set and dress her avatar in this digital outfit that she now can wear to this virtual pajama party. And now you can see the connection and bridge between the real world and the digital world as it relates to an experience that could happen. And I do believe the first kickoff from a scaling standpoint is that bridge. Of course, you're going to have digital only and there are plenty of companies out there and individuals and artists that are just creating the digital versions that are serving those communities that are maxis right now in the uh, gaming environments and the digital environments. 
but to bring on individuals that are not already in that bubble, that are not gamers, that are not developers, that are not crypto heads, you're going to need that bridge. So I just wanted to touch on that and share an example of how you can engage in the metaverse as an entrepreneur or as a consumer. And then let's get to the multiple metaverses, as you mentioned. But wait, let's stop there. I want to take Michelle to the next level because it will allow us to expand on how this brings DeFi into the equation. So let's talk about that for a second. So Michelle builds these outfits, right, for herself. And she has, let's say, a store in a metaverse. And guess what? Beyonce or Taylor Swift decides to do a concert in this metaverse and likes one of the outfits that Michelle makes, right? So she decides to put it on, on her avatar and does a concert. So let's take Beyonce. So Beyonce does a concert in this metaverse wearing one of the outfits that Michelle created. Now it's Michelle's outfit, right? So Michelle has an NFT on it and she's holding on to it. Now, because Beyonce wore it and it was just this amazing concert, it's gaining in value. And as it gains in value, it'll have, let's say it goes from being worth 20 bucks to being worth $100,000. Now, she has an asset that's $100,000 in a metaverse because Beyonce wore it and everybody loved it. Now, let's say somebody comes to her, you come to her Nova, and you say, hey, Michelle, I need some money to be able to do my endeavor And I know you're now rich because you have all of this money because of all of these endeavors you're in. I would like to borrow some. So Michelle says, you know what? I don't really want to sell the NFT of that outfit that Beyonce wore, but how about I borrow some money against it? So she reaches out to a company, which is now we're entering into the DeFi space, reaches out to a company that lends her $75,000, 75% LTV on her NFT. Now she turns around and takes 50,000 of that, gives it to you, keeps 25,000 for her endeavors, pays an interest rate to the company that lended her the money. And that company then leads, gives that interest to a company that lent that bank, uh, virtual bank money to be able to be lent to Michelle, which she sent a portion to you. You see how an entire economy is being generated now because Michelle wants to hold on to that asset because it may be worth 500,000 in the future. So, and you come along and you have a need for money. So we're creating a financial opportunity in a structured way, which is the essence of decentralized finance. So not only your example of a creativity and an NFT is only step one, Step two is the ability to bring decentralized finance and take care of all of these different components, effectively creating a virtual economy with all the bells and whistles, which were never afforded before. Absolutely. I love that. I'm glad we're touching on decentralized finance. And if you're hearing decentralized finance for the first time, it's your ability to take your digital assets and borrow against them, stake them, lend them. And it's a virtual banking system where you are free to move around in that space how you choose to. And you have control over your money, which could be scary, you know, because you can make a lot and you can lose a lot. But it gives you that sense of freedom where you can choose what to do with your assets 
and when and how. And so NFTs is one of those components that are now becoming a big part of decentralized finance in the metaverse. And that is now being termed MetaFi. So if you hear MetaFi floating around, it's decentralized finance built into the economy of the metaverse. So you can be outside of the metaverse and participate in decentralized finance where you can take your tokens, your coins or your assets and stake them, which means you sit them down for a while. They're earning interest. It's adding your assets or adding liquidity to this bank. Just like when you go to your physical bank down the street, your cash is adding liquidity to the bank and then you can borrow against it just like you would in the physical world. So again, what's happening is the digital twin experiences from the physical world being brought into the virtual world where now you're replicating economies and opportunities. And as Jaden had mentioned earlier, because it's virtual and digital, you do not have the constraints that you normally would have in terms of resources or finances within the physical world. So I love that example. And just to take that a little further, because I think stories and, and visual examples are powerful to help this help things stick, especially new concepts. So now Michelle went from a consumer buying a Nova Lorraine design to an entrepreneur taking her NFT and lending it to a celebrity, collateralizing it, earning money from it through DeFi. And now she's saying, you know what? Well, I'm going to repeat this process over and over again, and I'm going to have this business that's also decentralized. And now this business is going to attract a community of individuals with my same shared interests. And let's say it's around pajama parties and it's this decentralized business around pajama parties. And if you love pajamas and if you love to party, then you are interested in joining this business or this community. And now Michelle has built up this community and everyone's contributing. You may have some designing pajamas. You may have some marketing the pajamas. You may have some, I don't know, engaging new community members. And this decentralized community is now called a DAO, decentralized organization. And you have this new business paradigm where the LLC once upon a time was kind of poo-pooed on. If you were not an S corp or C corp, oh, you're an LLC. Okay. But now the LLC is the most popular, you know, legal form for businesses, especially among um, new entrepreneurs. And then this newer shift in organization is around the decentralized egalitarian concept, and that's the DAO. So this year, just like you were hearing a lot about NFTs last year, this year, you're going to be hearing a whole lot about DAOs. So this is just a little tip of the iceberg to get you familiar with what that is. And you can dive deeper on your own or just tune into another episode because we'll be doing more of these <laughs> as we explore what that is all about. You know what? One of the takeaways is that people get concerned about the fact that they have so much control and sometimes that control can lead for them to lose their wallet or lose their assets or lose their NFTs or everything where you take custody. So that's the onerous is on you. This is responsibility. When you say power to the people, this is the power, right? So now you have control over your assets and you need to be able to control them in a way that you don't lose them. So this is on on you. And this is why it is an empowering event while simultaneously 
may be daunting for some, but it's time for everybody to find a way to engage because if the biggest, the most dangerous thing you can do is not lose the assets on your wallet, is the most dangerous thing is disengagement. Because as we fork this world in, from the physical and the virtual, so you, you're going to have a fork, you're going to have two, the world of the body and the world of the mind, if you will. So as you fork and have these two separate economies running side by side, disengagement with the one that has no limits, aka the metaverse, is probably the most dangerous course of action for an individual or even for a group. So you must find ways to engage despite your reservations and despite your concerns. And of course, how do you get over them? Information is power. And that's the whole reason why we're doing this particular episode is in, in order to provide people with so much more information that gives them some of that direction for a way to, for them to engage. And as you just mentioned, Nova, this space is explosive and will continue to remain explosive the longer you wait the longer it is that you don't benefit from it. Yeah, I agree. And the hesitation is real. I mean, as a mom with young children, I was not the supporter of video gaming all day long. I wasn't. And when the concept of the metaverse rolled around, being someone who truly believes in mindfulness and the power of our senses and engagement and real world and real time, there was a fear there. And the more I learned and the more knowledge I received and the more people I spoke to, the more excited I became. There's so much opportunity. And especially as a creator, especially as mother, especially as you know, an advisor, there's so much opportunity. And I love how you positioned it as the body and the mind. Our minds are limitless, but we tend to restrict ourselves based on what we see in front of us and or what was told to us in the past, where if you allow your mind to engage and create without limits, just imagine what that will do and how that overflows into the physical world as well. So this is one of the biggest experiments, you know, of someone coming from a background of psychology and a love of sociology and history, just looking outside the bubble, like standing outside the bubble and observing what's happening is incredible and exciting. And you can choose to be a part of it. You know, I often say there's this train. You have the conductor of the train, you have the front car of the train and everyone on it, and then all the cars behind it. And then of course, you can be the one outside of the train on the platform, just looking at the train and waving it goodbye. So you can choose where you wanna be on the train. Do you wanna be the conductor? Do you wanna be on the front car? Do you wanna be on the back of the train? It's your choice. And you know what? You may not decide to even get on the train at all. But what I do advise is that you just educate yourself and learn about what's happening. Learn about this new shift. Learn about Web 3.0, which is a new immersive way for us to engage with each other and do commerce. And so you're either the learner or the maker slash creator. And that's your choice. You can live on the consumption side and or you can live on the creator maker side. That is your choice. But at least learn what's happening around you so you can make an educated decision. And yeah, Jade and I are both really passionate about education. We are also passionate about this space. And we just felt that it was so important to share this knowledge. And so I love how you brought that up. And I'm going to use that. So thank you, the mind, the body, the two words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the other th things is that people tend to classify themselves. 
I mean, psychologically, humans tend to do that. We look for boxes and we like to put ourselves in a box and everybody else in a box. And that's how we move forward. That's how our mind thinks. But we need to move beyond that. And the most important thing is to take away the labels. There isn't the concept of, well, I'm a creator, so I need to, you're, everybody's a creator. Every single person is a creator. It's just you've chosen not to engage in that activity or endeavor for a variety of reasons. Some of them may be self-edits and self-limiting. So the most important thing is to take away some of those self-imposed prisons of the mind and allow yourself to grow and allow yourself to fly because especially in the metaverse you can actually fly so this oh, is yeah. the time to engage <laughs> and take off with your creativity and every single person is a creator so you need to be uh feel that empowerment and f- know that you have a place in there because the world needs your exclusive creativity and what you bring to the table which is completely unique than the other 7 billion people on the planet we need your engagement and your engagement is very unique and non-replaceable that's right and i think earlier you mentioned something about having a voice and i feel especially in these last couple of years a lot of us are finding our voice amplifying our voice sharing our voice and this is a perfect time to have another environment to do that in and i want to quickly touch on two things before we wrap up and it's the the multiverse the multiple metaverses and then the economies that you brought up as it relates to personal and global within the metaverse so as jaden mentioned there are going to be multiple metaverses we touched on decentralized and centralized right for example epic fortnite versus facebook meta being centralized and then decentralized such as sandbox and decentral land so those are versions of multiple metaverses and there are dozens being launched on a weekly if not daily basis and you're going to start hearing about oh did you hear about the gala games metaverse and the illuvium metaverse and this metaverse you're just going to start hearing all of that and the important thing is not to get overwhelmed it's just just like you're deciding to take a trip around the world you're just choosing which city you want to go to or which country you want to go to and then when you're in that city if you're in Milan you're going to have a different experience than when you're in Montego Bay Jamaica so kind of think about the multiple metaverses as if you're just taking a trip and if you're going to the mall and you're going in the gap versus the apple store right and so that's a way of envisioning how you can engage and interact within multiple metaverses on the creator maker side as it relates to multiple metaverses if you are developing something you want to come in with the mindset of interoperability is what i'm creating able to work across multiple metaverses because that's what's going to determine the sustainability long-term sustainability of your products or services or experiences that you're creating in the metaverse so you can choose to just be a maxi on one so for example sandbox which is really popular and growing and snoop dog is very involved in sandbox and that may be the only metaverse he lives and builds in and creates experiences in and that's fine and you may have someone else that says you know what i'm going to create an experience for sandbox decentraland bit country and the others and that lives across metaverses so that's just something to keep in mind 
on the creator maker side. Yeah, I mean, either you go wide or you go deep, but either way, the most important takeaway is that you engage because if you look at it, the, the explosive nature of metaverses is only limited to the number of people who decide to collaborate and create their own little metaverse. And each one of them will serve its own economic components and will grow exclusively in its own way. So you don't have to go crazy either. You don't have to be like, oh my God, I got to understand all these different metaverses. You just have to find your niche and then operate within it, just like the real world. I mean, we choose to engage in certain things. We choose not to. Some people love golf. Some people don't even know how to hold a club. So right. it's, that's exactly how you must operate that. Look, that's not me. I'm not going to engage in that, but I'm all in on this other metaverse. So this is this all comes back to you how you choose to engage, but you don't have to go crazy with all the different metaverses because they are going to explode into countless. You won't be able to count them. So there's, <laughs> no right. point in, there's no point in trying to say, okay, well, we're just at the inception point, so you can actually count them, but there will be a point where there's no more. Accounting will become irrelevant That's to right. the equation. That's right. And this also reminds me of a previous episode that we did on space and all the opportunities that exist in the new space industry. And one of the things that you had shared was think about whatever you do and layer that on top of space. So if you're a designer, what would designing look like for the space industry? If you're an engineer, what would that look like for the space industry? So if you're a publicist, what would that look like for the space industry? So you're just layering your interests and your skill sets or talents on this new industry. Web 3.0, soon to be Web 4.0, and the metaverse is a new industry, a new economy. So if you're a publicist or if you're a writer, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, how would you layer that on top of the metaverse? And so if you look at that in very simple terms, it's a lot easier not to get overwhelmed. If you're an author and you've dreamt about doing speaking engagements all around the world with your books, well, that's possible within the metaverse where you can reach so many people as an author speaking about your book. So you could, again, just think about what you're doing now and how could you layer this within a virtual environment? But the first step is education. And I think this is a good segue into the economy that you mentioned earlier, personal and global. And we touched on NFTs throughout our conversation and understanding what non-fungible tokens are in the most basic sense where it is a digital code, smart contract that shows ownership and then there are different features that you can build into that contract that can be automated when activated. And so those NFTs are showing up in the form of artwork, in the form of music, in the form of text, in the form of audio files. And the NFTs can now be created to have utility that can unlock experiences or access within the metaverse. And that's where the personal economy can come in beyond DeFi, beyond the examples we shared before, is with NFTs. And that's something that's going to continue to be a huge component in terms of how we engage and operate within the metaverse. Yeah, the common denominator in uh, the metaverse and space sector, which I'm engaged in, is that it's space whether it's inner space or outer space. So basically I'm covering both spaces, which are inner space and outer space. 
But it's about the common denominator being space. And space, whether it's either, is a blank canvas. You get to decide what you're going to bring as your unique set of skills and your interests and explore those because it's a, a life is a journey of exploration. So it's up to you which way you want to engage. Metaverse allows you to sit right in your chair without having to leave the confines of your comfort and engage in a full on way. Now, going back into the NFTs, we are creating this outsized economy, which we never had before, because before the engagement with in-world games like World of Warcraft facilitated small amounts of money. But with NFT blockchain, you actually have the ability to make outsized money from your creativity because we've captured the concept of titling of assets on the blockchain, aka NFTs, which allows you to claim ownership of something you created and then trade it or sell it or lend it or do anything else in you know ways we haven't even discovered yet or break it up into individual tokens and then sell 1% of it to somebody or 10% of it or give it to your heirs for the future to be unlocked in a way like as tokens for your future grandchildren. So you're only limited by your creativity as to what you can do once it's on the blockchain in an NFT format. So the, the coming together, which I was referring to earlier, the confluence of factors weren't there before in games didn't have the NFT component. They didn't have the DeFi component. They didn't have the benefit of what blockchain offers you, which is immutability, decentralized, egalitarian manner. So when you have all of these coming together is what the metaverse of today is and why large companies such as Facebook are also seeing the value and engaging, be it in a centralized way, but they see it despite the fact that they are a centralized operation. They see the benefits and the grandeur of this endeavor and are electing not only to come in, oh, we put in a little bit of an effort. They decided to change the whole company's name. So that should be an indication uh -huh. to every one of us that the power of what the metaverse is, which is a virtual world, a game of the mind. That's right. <laughs> it's a game of the mind. And that should tell you that, I don't know how many 10,000 people at Facebook, which generally has some of the brightest people in the world working for them, are choosing to engage. So then that should be an indication that maybe we should all be looking at this direction anyway, even if you're a million miles removed from blockchain and working as a doctor or a dentist somewhere, be sure you look a little bit in this direction as well, because this is the unlimited world. That's right. That's right. I think this is a great place to wrap up this episode. I feel that we can <laughs> chat for easily another hour or two on just the metaverse. And we're still just scratching the surface. And did Nova, didn't you say, oh, we're going to do a 30 minute. Here I we know. are at 48. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. And I am super passionate about closing the gap between who is currently not engaging in this space, or at least understanding or knowing about this space. There are so many underrepresented groups within, you know, Web 3.0 and this new paradigm. And again, you can choose to get on the train or not, but at least you know that the train is there and you know what's on the train. And, and my goal is to continue to educate, advise and onboard as many people into this new paradigm as possible, maybe as a designer, an advisor and, or an architect, whatever it is. But I'm super passionate about sharing the knowledge and passing it forward. I want the listener to feel a little pressure. 
And here's the pressure is that while you may be like, oh, I'll get to this uh, next Tuesday and never. We're at Web 3.0 going to 4.0. It doesn't stop there. That's there'll right. be a 5.0. There'll be a 6.0. There'll be a 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. So the bottom line is the longer you delay, the further behind you'll get. So this may sound like pressure, but at the same time, recognize that, oh, okay, well, so I got to learn about Web 3.0, maybe Web 4.0. It ain't stopping. (laughs) It's just going to continue onward and onward because once you have an activity that's an engagement of the mind, there are no limits. So we're going to continue going forward. So if you choose not to engage, you're going to be lost when we're on Web (laughs) (laughs) 17.0. Right. Which will be next year. No, sir. Just exactly. (laughs) Wake up. Get on board because it's coming. Oh, this was great. This was great, Jaden. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. And again, if you're just now listening to Jaden, you definitely need to check out the prior episodes of our conversations around the future of money, of space, and much more. Um, You'll love them as equally as you love this show. And I'm just putting it out there that you love this show. So definitely check out the prior episodes with Jaden. It's always fun catching up. We have already decided, guys, that we're going to be doing this again. So I am going to release this as a special episode. But we are going to be bringing you more and more information about this new shift into the metaverse and 3.0 and soon web 4.0. Yeah, we we felt that this was, I think we can share this with the audience, Nova, that we felt this was so important that we're actually recording this on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so, you know, like this is a testament to how we feel passionately about the education process of the metaverse and that everybody needs to engage because we are re- actually disengaging with our families and going on about the metaverse with you because we want to release this to the world and also because apparently we have no life <laughs> so. uh, wait i'm just gonna say four children y'all on christmas eve four and i'm recording about the metaverse so yes this is very important and that's why we're doing this now today to make sure it is out early early 2022 for you and Jaden, how can our listeners stay in touch with you reach out to you what would be the best way any one of ways you can engage, I mean, most easily is just Google my name, Jaden Sage, and then there'll be ways for you to find me. <laughs> That's the best way. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again so much. And I'll see you soon. We'll be speaking soon. Again, this is just one of many. And I want to thank my listeners again from the bottom of my heart for joining us for another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, your guide to creativity, manifestation, and mindfulness and where we show you how you can tap into and become the brightest version of yourself. And if you like what you've heard today, please share and subscribe. Okay, don't just download, subscribe to Unleash Your Supernova. And don't forget to get your copy of the book, Your Guide to Thrive as a Creative Entrepreneur. And of course, it's gonna help you in your journey into the metaverse as well with creativity, how to beat burnout, and how to reach your limitless potential. So again, it's at your favorite bookstores. You choose the one you want to get it at, but definitely don't delay. Get the Unleash Your Supernova book and gift it to a friend. I'm Nova Lorraine. It's always a pleasure doing these episodes for you guys. Looking forward to having you on the next episode of Unleash Your Supernova. Ciao. Make 2020 your best year ever. 
2022. 2022, Jaden. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're saying ciao for real. Bye. Ciao. <laughs>